Welcome to The Table, a weekly podcast where we discuss biblical principles and learn how to apply them to our everyday lives. In 2021, Pastor Don Castleberry will lead us on a journey through the Bible in chronological order and share with us insights that are sure to grow our faith. So relax, grab a seat, and thanks for joining us for this episode at The Table. Welcome to the table. On this episode, we're going to be discussing May the 15th through the 20th. In our readings, we're going to continue to look at the Psalms of David. We're going to look at a couple of the Psalms of Asaph. And then we're going to see David handing the kingdom off to his son Solomon. We will learn in the writings of both Asaph and David uh, three primary things that I want you to take note of. The three things that we see in both writers' writings in the Psalms is what I would say the three things that the Lord does when he gives us a calling. And by calling, uh, that doesn't mean you're going to be a king that leads a kingdom. We all have a calling in life. And because God is calling you to do something, there's three things that I think you need to be aware of. And these three things constantly surface through the Psalms. And it is this, number one, provision. Number two, preparation. And number three, protection. Okay, so let's look at what that looks like. Because David constantly, he doesn't necessarily say these three words uh, neither does Asaph, but they constantly go back and allude to them. And that is this, whatever God is calling you to, he will provide for. Think about this. His calling reveals his provision. That is the job of a shepherd. That is the job of a king. Now, we must also understand his calling that he calls us to. He will not only prepare us, but he will prepare others for. So preparation. Anytime God calls you to do something, before you ever even go or arrive, he will give you a season to prepare. Now, if you fail to prepare, that's on you. That's not on God. And a failure to take account and use wisely the season of preparation uh, will slow down the vision God has for your life. And so there's times where you need to be silent, be still before the Lord. And I know this isn't stuff that is directly in the text, but these are things I think you need to be aware of. And so if I could tell you how the calling of God works, and this is for anything, he calls you, he hides you, he trains you, he sends you. 
It is in the calling where I would call this the still small voice calling you to the still place, the quiet place. And after God calls you, he often, he will hide you. He'll hide you from other people, and sometimes he even hides you from yourself. He silences everything around you, and this is where most people miss it when it comes to moving forward with the kingdom of God in their life. You see, if God's going to advance the kingdom through you, he has to take a season where he hides you to reveal to you who you truly are and who he truly is to you. He will will hide you. And it's in that hiding he'll begin to train you. This is going to be really good. We're going to get into this really deep when we look at the life of David. And then he will send you. And most people, they think that that's where it ends. Well, I am sent. But here is the the catch. The moment he sends you, he's calling you again. This is the cycle from birth to death. This is the cycle of God that we see with the life of the disciples. And this is the life cycle that we see with David. God is always calling him. And so often he's hiding him, whether it's as a boy in a field tending to sheep, whether it's as a king where he's calling him to a cave or a hillside. And it's in the hiding he's training him. In fact, he even alludes to that in this week's writing in Psalm 144. He says, blessed be the Lord, my rock, who, what, trains my hands for war and my fingers for battle. That's a powerful text. David understood that you don't just show up on the battlefield and win the war. There has to be preparation. There has to be provision. There has to be a calling, a hiding, a time where you're away from everyone that you can be trained how to use the weapons of the Lord so that you can be sent to do something great for him. Most people don't quit on the calling. Most people Quit in the hiding. God, don't you even see me? God, don't you know where I'm at? It is in the hiding place. And God's speaking to someone right now as he does to David. And he says, if you just trust me, I will train you to do something greater than anything that you could do in your own strength. David understood that. But to really get an understanding and to receive the fullness of the perspective of the king, David, we have to go all the way back 
and then fast forward. It's kind of like letting the ball go on the pendulum and it hits the 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 row of balls and it, it moves them to the left, it moves them back to the right, and then there is a settling in the middle. So we got to go back to Genesis and then we got to move to the Gospels before we really can be blessed in diving into the Psalms. You see, the blessing that we have in reading the Bible in chronological order is we know how the story ends. They didn't know that when they was writing it because they was in it. And have you ever felt that way where you don't know for sure how the story ends? You just know you're in it. It doesn't mean you don't have faith. But it does mean this. It means that you're going to gain a new perspective of who the king is. Because when you realize you're not only in it, but when you realize he's in it with you, you know you're going to be okay. You know you're going to be okay because it's the story of humanity that walked with Christ before us. And it will be the story of humanity that those of those that walk with Christ after us. Because the Bible tells us he's the same God yesterday, today, and forever. Now, let me clear clear up some things of what I'm talking about. So the Bible is a book about a kingdom. And so to understand the writings of the Old and New Testament in proper contextual order, we must understand the kingdom. So in uh, Adam's day in Genesis, it is about us recognizing that Adam was walking in divine relationship with the king. He was advancing the kingdom of God on earth until the enemy came from a different kingdom, the kingdom of darkness. The enemy's name is Satan. And Satan tempts Adam. Adam sins. We know the story. And he, the biggest loss he has is not life itself. It's he loses the kingdom. And from that moment, God begins a plan, preparation, provision, protection. The plan is to reinstitute his kingdom here on earth. In order to do that, he has to come not only through flesh and blood, because that's how the kingdom was lost, but he has to come through a king's bloodline, hence the story of David. Now, we know this is the story of the Bible because in Matthew, they ask Jesus the specific question, why have you come? What is your purpose? And he says to preach and teach the gospel of the kingdom. Think about that. So when you ask God, what is the will for my life? It's simple. It's the same 
story. It's the same mission that those that gone before us had. To understand how we have inherited the kingdom of God to surrender our hearts and lives to the King of kings and the Lord of lords and to advance his kingdom. Not our own. David understood this. And so now we find ourselves, I know that's a lot of introduction, but now we find ourselves in David's story. And so we understand that he's writing not only from the perspective of a king who's overseeing his own kingdom, but this is why when he talks to the Lord, it's as a king to a king. I want to spend a few minutes specifically in Psalm 145. Listen to how David writes. This is his journal. And so we're climbing in through the ear hole of David and we're taking a look into his mind. He says this. Now, this is David, okay? David, who has been through incredible tragedy, incredible loss. He's constantly running for his life. He's constantly fighting day after day after day. It's like, will the fighting ever stop? But you know what we learn from David is the greatest fight that David ever fights is not external, but it's internal. It's a fight in his mind. You see, so many people, they want the seat, the throne of a king without understanding the cost. The seat at the top is often one that is lonely. So David, he gets this, he understands this. In fact, he says this I, in Psalm 145, I will extol you, my God. Now check out what he says, my king. And I will bless your name forever and ever. Every day I will bless you. I will praise your name forever and ever. Great is the Lord. And that word Lord means owner. It means you're the king of kings. You own it all. He says, great is the Lord, the owner, and greatly to be praised, in, and his greatness is unsearchable. One generation shall praise your works to another. He was saying, if we get an understanding of this kingdom thing, we should be handing it off to the generation that's following us. And he says, and the next generation shall declare your mighty acts. But check out what he says here. I will meditate on your glorious splendor of your majesty and on your wondrous works. I will meditate. I will specifically, I have determined in myself that I will set time aside to reflect. How often do you do that? Real table talk. How often do you get alone with no agenda 
but to listen to what the king is saying. You see, that's where David was at. That's what he was saying. And he continues to go on. He says, I will sing of your righteousness. The Lord is gracious and full of compassion, slow to anger and great in mercy. The Lord is good to all. And his tender mercies are over all his works. You see, what he understood here was the forgiveness, the grace, and mercy of God. He understood he shouldn't even be alive at this point in his life to pen these words. But it is the grace of his Lord that allowed him to live and see. So as he's penning this, I'm thinking back of a few things. All of the things that David went through, all of the things that God saw him through, brought him through, you don't see David complaining about the little petty things. And how many times do we make little things big things? And it robs us of our praise. David had a perspective of a king. So as he set and he penned these words, he understood the grace, the mercy, the love of the king, God, Jesus. He says this, All your works shall praise you, O Lord, and your saints shall bless you. They shall speak of the glory of your kingdom. See, it's a kingdom thing. They shall speak of the works of your kingdom. So David is exalting the Lord over his current circumstance. It doesn't mean he's not going through stuff. But what he recognized was he's going through stuff. He says, I'm not going to stop and focus and throw a pity party on the stuff, but I'm going to focus on the one who can bring me out of the stuff. And so what we see as we continue to read in Psalm 144, 145 is the story of David as he's beginning to wrap up his tenure as king. And then we run into the Psalm of Asaph. Now Asaph, for those of you who remember, was a Levite. Uh, he was in charge of holding the song ceremony that went before the ark. And so when the ark was brought into the tent of Obadidim, uh, it, was, it would have been Asaph that led what we would call the worship service, the worship ceremony. He was one of the very first worship leaders that we see in the word of God. And so Asaph, he begins to open up and he begins to dialect through his psalm. Uh, and we know from history that it is believed that Asaph penned at least 12 of the psalms. But what is interesting is he often sees from the same perspective as David. Now, Asaph was not just a Levite worship leader. He was one of the three worship leaders who would travel with David himself. And so he not only saw the actions of David as king, he was one of the very few that got to see the heart. Do you ever stop and think about who's watching you? 
How often do you really stop and think about, would you want to follow you where you're going? You see, many times we can convince ourselves that we're something or we're someone, but those that are closest to us, Asaph to David, get to see into our heart of who we really are. Do your children see you pray? Do they see you dissecting the word? Do they see you making the kingdom of God a priority? Because what they see is what they do. The reason we read the psalm of Asaph is because he saw the psalm of David. So as we close up the week, David is now handing the kingdom off to his son. Remember we talked about he was pinning about generations. He's now handing the the kingdom off to his son Solomon. And Solomon is asked the question by the Lord, what do you want? And he says, I need wisdom. What would you ask for if God asked you that question? What do you want? Because you only ask God for what you truly believe he can give you. Solomon said, if I get wisdom, everything else will fall into place. Now, wisdom, that's an interesting thing in itself because wisdom was understood to be the fear of the Lord. And so what Solomon was really asking for was God teach me how to fear you. You know why he asked for that? Because he saw it in his dad. David did wrong with Bathsheba. We talked about this a few weeks ago. And their child died. But now, there's a second son. And the second son is named Solomon. And Bathsheba, this lady who was done wrong, who, who ended up trusting in the Lord through the process, is now setting to become the mother of the king of Israel. What an emotional roller coaster. So as we sign off here at the table today, I would just want to encourage you. Don't take the pen out of the author's hand. Allow God to continue to write your story and know this, he's not done writing your story yet. Well, hey, as I said, that's all the time we've got here at the table today. Thanks for joining us. 
If you've been blessed by this episode, would you do two things? One, share this episode with a friend and hit the subscribe button if you are not yet subscribed. And until next time, we'll see you right back here at the table.